Hola, everybody. My name is Cody. Mi nombre es Emily. What? So my name is Emily. And this is another episode of Misery Manor. But before we get started, make sure you leave them motherfucking manners out the door, honey. Ooh. Hey guys, Cody and Emily here. Woo, what's up? <laughs> Cody has a little story for us today. This is like a little mini, little mini episode. It should be no more than like 25 minutes, 30. Perfect for your drive home from work, your drive to work, wherever you're going. Hook us in, baby, and enjoy. All right, so without any further ado, let me tell you about this case. This is the case of Kelly Ann Bates. She was born May 18th, 1978, and she was born in Hattersley, which is like a gr uh, area in Great Manchester in England. Okay. Her parents were Margaret Bates and Tony Bates, and she was very close to her parents and like was a wonderful daughter by all accounts. She was well-respectful, well-respected. She was well-mannered. She was caring, loving, the whole nine yards. Um, she was also known to be very athletic, spunky she was like a prankster um a lot of the photos she's like being goofy and like silly so she had a great personality um and she also made really great grades in school she loved being in school and um did a lot of extracurricular activity as well um but i'm actually going to take us back to 1992 when kellyanne is 14 years old okay and this is kind of what where the basis of this case starts off so this is when she meets a guy named dave smith hate him already dave me too Dave met Kelly because she was babysitting for someone that Dave Smith knew and they just hit it off. He like checked in like while she was babysitting and they had something in common and they just decided, hey, we should hang out more often. Creepy. So at first, nothing seemed wrong with this relationship. But after some time, Kelly seemed to change a bit and her parents were starting to notice this once ideal child and like student did a complete 180 and she started becoming super, super, super rebellious. She was sneaking out of the house at night. She was not checking in with her parents. She would leave for days on end with Dave and not check in with her parents or her friends or anyone. And they were like left wondering like, where is our daughter? Where is she? And they were like constantly worried sick. I would be in so much trouble. Uh, I, my ass would be grass. I would be chained to the bed. Exactly. And not in a good way. No, no. Is there a good way? I don't know. I don't Ew, know why you're I said being that. dirty. I really don't like that. I really <laughs> I know, I not like, like that. Okay. <laughs> so although her parents were worried, they did not think that she was in danger by any means. Because keep in mind, at this point, they thought that Dave was just like a kid her age. And that she was just, had this new boyfriend. And it was kind of like an innocent love thing. You like know, a like, classmate that lives right, with their parents. Right. And like, you know, like when you meet somebody when you're that young and you're like, oh, I love him or I love no. her. Well, some do. Some get to experience that. Well, that's kind of what she thought. Like, okay, she thinks she's in love. She's not. She's never had this relationship before. This is her first boyfriend, too. You're lying. I didn't. So I know very little about this case. Uh -huh. I did not know that. Yeah. So 
like I said, she's starting to become super obsessed with him and becoming very, very, very rebellious. That breaks my heart even more because you just told me she was like a prankster. Yeah, right? So, um, and I want to preface at this point, Kelly's parents have not met or seen her new boyfriend, Dave Smith. They've only spoken to him on the phone briefly, um, which makes them even more uneasy because they're like, we haven't even met this guy yet. Who are you running off with? So Kellyanne's parents were like, look, if she, she's going to keep doing this, there's nothing we can do about it. We just need to go meet him. Maybe it'll give us peace of mind. Maybe if we meet his, you know, family, we'll feel better about the yeah. whole situation. Um, so they entered the house and they were not prepared for what they walked into. So Kellyanne introduces them to Dave. Okay. In their mind, they're thinking, again, he's 14. Nope. They walk in and he confesses he is 32 years old. Like right off the bat? Well, he, they were shocked when they walked in. They were like, oh. uh. And he was like, yeah, you know, we do need to tell you, you know, I am 32 years old. Because um, he had like facial hair and like he looked like an older man. Uh. So at first they were like, uh, this cannot be good. And it was like Kellyanne was like giving signs that she, she had been groomed by this guy. Um, like he, she was like doing everything that he said like hey stand over here or go go get your mom a glass of water and she would stuff like that i would never drink the water in that house (laughs) so margaret said so later in the interview um a reporter asked margaret what she thought about when she first met dave and she said the first time i met him he just swaggered in um and made the hairs stand up on the back of my neck he was much older than i expected i vividly recall being so mad and i saw a bread knife in the kitchen And I wanted to go over there and pick it up and just stab him in the back. I was so frustrated. It was a bizarre thought and I would never do it. And I would never normally think of anything so violent. And now I wonder if it was some sort of sixth sense. Because looking back, it's my greatest regret that I did not kill him right then and there. It would have saved my daughter's life. So that's how infuriated she was. So during the visit, Margaret and Kelly, Margaret said Kellyanne was very nervous. She was very anxious and she sat quietly on the ground with her head between her legs. I hate that. Um, Margaret said that Smith, uh, Dave had shown her around the house and they came across like a hole in the floor. And he told her that that was just, you know, to ignore it, don't pay it any mind. That was just the result of a gas leak that I had. But during an investigation after the murder, um, it was reported that that hole was actually led to a chamber underground and that's where Dave would keep Kellyanne a prisoner and torture her day in and day out. So do you think he went into the hole or he like pulled her out? I think he probably just like threw her in there. And then like pulled her out? Yeah. Oh my God. So the more Kelly's parents tried to keep her away from Dave, the more Kelly pushed away from her parents and the closer she became with Dave. Her parents' biggest fear was that they were going to lose their daughter completely So she was trying to be strategic with her tactics and play her hand correctly just to prevent Kelly from just cutting off everything to them. Mm -hmm. Um, But at this point, nothing's working. So Dave and Kellyanne would break up periodically, though. They would get in a fight, and then Kellyanne would come home. Um, But then Kellyanne's mom was, was like, oh, my gosh, she would come home, and she would just look physically different. And at this point, Dave is becoming outwardly possessive over her. So um, Kelly would like go home, like I said, after staying some time at his house and he would physically put Kellyanne on the bus to go home and then would call her mother and be like, hey, she's on her way home. She should be there soon. And he had timed it down perfectly to the second that that bus would drop Kellyanne off and call the mom and be like, is she there? Is she there? Well, anytime that Kelly did not enter the house exactly where he had timed it he would freak out and be like, oh my God, she's somewhere else. She's somewhere else. Um, How dare her? Like 
freaking the fuck out. And the mom was like, oh my God, like, dude, relax. And like, this mom is just seeing this, her poor daughter just be in the situation. And basically she is not listening to anybody. And he just like wanted her to come crawling back to her. Oh yeah. And she would. So then Margaret started to notice that she would show back up to the house with like huge bruises all over her. And she would give all the excuses in the world. She would be like, oh, I tripped and fell. I ran into a sign. I bumped into whatever. Um, Like the classic abused person's um, responses. So one time she walked into the house after getting off the bus and her face was covered in bruises. So it was continuously getting worse. So Margaret was like, what the fuck, Kellyanne? Like, what is going on? Like, you have got to talk to me. Uh, But Kellyanne was like, no, mom, I got jumped by some girls while I was getting onto the bus. And this is like a public bus, like public transportation, not a school bus. That's what I was wondering. And but another she said another older couple saw her and they helped her and they brought her home. And Margaret was like, listen, I'm not buying this excuse at all. Like, if that's the case, this older couple would have walked you in and said, hey, you know, we saw your daughter get jumped. This is what happened. Exactly. Or they would have at least called like the medics, the police, something. So she was like, no, this is not, no, this is not what's happening, Kellyanne. And plus, bruises don't just like, (laughs) like like, appear right right away. Exactly. It takes a couple of days. Yeah. And, um, and like to this day, well, up until she was murdered, Kelly never confessed any of this abuse to her mother, her father, her friends, nobody. Never confessed it. So Margaret did try to contact the local police and described her concerns for Kellyanne, but the domestic violence department encouraged her to just give Kelly some information and pamphlets on how to identify abuse and to leave the situation. And at this point, um, I'm kind of going through this quickly, but she's 17. This is about two and a half years into the relationship. Okay, so let me ask you this. Is she in school? No. Well, she's not allowed. He wouldn't allow her to go to school. She couldn't go anywhere. So that's another... Okay, because that's another source that a right. teacher would see. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. and they would call, like, Child Protective Services yeah. or something. Yeah, they have to. Well, and, I mean, the states you do. And the local police was like, look, she's technically 17. She's an adult. I mean, wow. unless we have proof, there's not much we can do. Um, so Kelly was kind of like, well, shit. So, but it only got worse. So, like, one time Kelly came home and she had a deep infected bite wound on her oh, hand. Gross. And Kellyanne, being Kellyanne, she told her mom, she was like, oh, I, I tripped and fell and I, like, heard it. And her mom was like, I... I'm, Into someone's mouth? Right. She's like, I'm not a fool. And she was like, I looked at the bite mark and there was clear indentions of teeth. No. But from, like, a human. And it was infected. It was, like, gangrene almost. Oh, just, my God. Just, like, complete... Like, she could barely... Like, it was in the worst shape possible. And she was like... Like, Kellyanne, like, snap out of it. Like, what are you doing? Like, and she was, like, like at a loss of what she could do. And Kelly was like, no, Mom, like, it's not. It's no big deal. So, um, huh. which is fucking insane. So, the ongoing physical wounds continue to appear. Um, and like I said, at this point, it's about two and a half years into the relationship. Mm-mm. And not only, like, was she having, like, bruises and bites and stuff, she also began to deteriorate, like, physically she had lost a ton of weight. She was not bathing anymore. Um, she did not brush her hair. She did not brush her teeth. Um, she had horrible hygiene. She was wearing very, very baggy clothing. Um, she was super quiet because remember I said she used to be very spunky. Yeah. She was super quiet, would barely talk. She kept her head down all the time. Her hair was cut super short. Just like the total opposite of the girl that I described in the very beginning. Um, yeah. But this is like clear 
signs of domestic abuse. Like a lot, oftentimes the abuser wants the perpetrator to be the victim to be not ugly, but just like look deteriorated because they want the, them to They're be like stripping them of their identity. Yeah. And they want to be like, well, you know, no one's going to want you. Like I'm the only guy that wants you, you know, like, cause look at you, no one's going to want that. So he's making her outward appearance just like horrible. It just kills me that you were like in the beginning, like she's like a prankster and like, funny. Yeah. I keep thinking about that. Cause I'm like, you have to have some form of confidence, like right. pull off a joke and stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, that just kills me. You know, it's horrible. So, unfortunately, on November 30th, 1995, Kelly decides to move into Dave's home with him. Gross. So, after she moved in with him, none of her family or friends would speak to her again. She cut off all times, all ties. Her parents would receive random cards on their anniversary or birthday, but they were all written by Dave and not by Kelly, and he would sign the cards for her. So, when asked about this, Margaret said... It was like he cursed her. Even my Mother's Day cards were in his handwriting. Ew. So Kellyanne's parents decided that they were going to just show up to Smith's residence and like confront Kellyanne. Um, but Kelly, so Kellyanne's brother was the first to show up to the residence. But Smith was like, "Hey, she's not here at the moment. Just come back later, and you can see her." So he's like, "Okay." Um, however, after he left, the neighbor cons- was concerned and knocked on the door. And um, they were like, can I just see her? Like, I want to make sure he's okay or she's okay. And he was like, "Um, yeah, she's upstairs. If you just want to, like, look through that window, you can see her. And he told her to run up there and just wave. And they were like, I could see her in the window. But when she waved, she looked like she was, like, in pain. Oh, my God. Um, That's so odd. Yeah. So he would only let Kelly meet people through the window. Like, if someone uh, came and they were like, we need to see Kelly, or, like, they had visitors, she would have to go upstairs and she could just view... Because, obviously, if someone came into the house, they're going to be like, holy shit, oh, what is... Oh, smelled awful. Yeah, they're like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on to this poor girl? Um, so, I want to add this here to give some shock factor, but when the crimes came to light, it was figured out that Dave Smith was not his real name. He was actually James Patterson Smith. Um, author. And also, he was not 32. He was 48. Stop, right 48. Now. That's just, okay, wait, what's 48 minus 14? Um, 34. Ew. Yeah. So he was a year older than her father at this time. Okay. <laughs> so he was divorced, he was unemployed, and he had a track record of beating and hurting every girlfriend that he had. And when I say track record, I don't mean like a police report or like a police record. Yeah. Because no one ever came forward to like put charges on him. That sucks. Um, because they're all victims of what, what did you call it earlier? Like what, when someone brainwashes you or whatever. Like being they were scared. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. They were terrified. And, um, but the weird thing is, though, his friends and like people in the community that didn't really know him said that he was also, uh, he was always very well groomed and super friendly. Wait, so he was clean? Yeah, he was clean cut. I'll show you a picture of him when this was happening, and he had, like, slick back hair, like, styled and stuff, and had, like, a blazer on. Is he hot? No. You might think so, but not me. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, so people thought he was very well-groomed and friendly, but, like, we know this is not the case. Um, so, before I continue with Kellyanne, I just want to go over some of the relationships that he had before Kelly. Um, and just to give you insight on what these girls experienced. So okay. he got divorced in 1980 after a 10-year marriage, but he beat that woman most of their relationship. 
So when he got out of that, he then dated a 20-year-old named Tina Watson from 1980 to 1982. And she told police that she was a literal punching bag for him. And he even abused and beat her while she was pregnant with their child. She also said, at first, it was every now and then, just a little tap. But in the end, it was every single day, all day. He would smack me in the legs or hit me over the head with an ashtray. He would kick me in the legs or even between the even between the legs. And she said in between the legs because she was pregnant when he would kick her. What, did the baby survive? Mm-hmm. The baby did survive. Ew, did it ever meet him? I <laughs> have no clue, but I hope not. Oh, God. So he also tried to drown her while she was in the bath, but she was able to luckily escape. So after her, they, he dated a 15-year-old named Stop. Wendy Mottershead, who he beat time and time again and tried to drown her as well. But <gasps> instead of in the bath, he held her head under the sink, but she was also able to escape. Mottershead said, it frightened me so much, but you get to the point where you were too frightened to do anything or say anything, so you just took it. And she was 15, didn't have the best home life, like... No he one was, was going to look for it. No, no one, and no one was probably even going to care. What is it with the bathroom and the water? I know. So April 16th, 1996, we're going back to Kelly now. Okay. April 16th, 1996, Dave strolls, in, strolls into the police station to tell police that he accidentally killed his girlfriend, Kelly, in the bathtub after an argument. The fucking bathtub. And he tried so hard to revive her, but he couldn't do it. He claimed that they had been going at it in the bathtub ew. and somehow, like, sex. I said ew. Oh. Um, and somehow swallowed water and she choked and died and he was dumbfounded. Um, so when police showed up to the house, they found Kellyanne naked in the bathroom. But the state that they found her in was nothing like they Here had ever go. seen before. Which after I explain what happened, you'll be like, how in the fuck did this guy think that he was going to get away with her accidentally drowning? I'm sure the police thought that immediately. Right. So it was clear that she had been extensively tortured. It was discovered that she had spent about four weeks being tortured and had over 150 separate injuries. According to The Guardian, the pathologist William Lawler said, In my career, I have examined over 600 victims of homicide, but I have never come across injuries this extensive. So now I'm going to go through the injuries that she endured. They are horrible. They are just insane. Like shit you've never heard before. Or something out of like Saul, the movie. Okay. So okay. she had been starved for uh, for starters and she lost almost 50 pounds. Which that alone is horrifying. For a 17 year old. Anybody. Yeah. Well anybody but like a young girl who you know. Like, they're time. literally a shell of themselves. They don't even look like themselves. No. If you've ever seen someone, like, sick or something like that. Right. So, she lost close to 50 pounds. She was severely dehydrated and not had water in a few days. Her knees were crushed and crumbled. So, the bone in it was just little crumbles. And she could not walk. So, she couldn't escape. She had scalding wounds on her butt. And her left legs were um, completely scalded with boiling water. They were... There were burn marks on her thighs that were caused by a branding of a hot iron. She had a broken arm that was also crumbled and multiple stab wounds by knives, forks, and scissors, including stab wounds inside of her mouth. Both of her hands were also completely crushed and crumbled and had mutilated uh, mutilation of her ears, her nose, her mouth, her eyebrows, her lips, and he stabbed her private area. 
do you does it say anything about like was it like quick or like slowly no because they don't have unfortunately you can't tell that no so both of scissors with scissors and knives and pruning shears those are very sharp and they're like curved yeah so um there were also wounds that were caused oh yeah by pruning shears and a shovel both of her and yeah shovel and both of her eyes were completely gouged out and there were stab wounds in her empty eye sockets later it was revealed by a pathologist that her eyes were removed before she died so he said they were either removed no less than five days and no more than three weeks before her death so he said it's very likely that she could have been without eyes and alive for three whole weeks which is so eerie to me think about being blind and you can like hear your fucking abuser coming down the hallway you don't know what he has you don't know what he's gonna do and he probably thinks it's funny you it's probably a fucking game to him like jigsaw fucking the uh what is I, that show I saw. saw um oh horrifying so oh my god it also revealed her eyes had been oh yeah ripped out by hands uh, no you didn't oh, say that oh I didn't that. say that sorry her <laughs> eyes were ripped out by hands cause there was fragments of his fingernails in her eye sockets as if he clawed them out can you um and she can't fucking fight him off because no. she can't kick him no she can't kick she, him she doesn't know where he is she doesn't know what he has in his hands he probably just grabbed her and so well, um, she had one eye when he was taking out the first one, so she could yeah, see it. She probably knew it was uh, horrible. I bet you she didn't feel pain after that. There's oh, no, no way you would, how you would be in shock. Oh, sorry, oh, I'm no. real your hyped. body would go in. Oh, for sure. She was also partially scalped because she was tied to ligatures, uh, tied by her ligatures to radiators and um, to furniture by her hair. So okay. they said likely anytime she tried to escape, she would have to rip her own hair out. Um. Um, her cause of death was drowning, but this was after, of course, weeks of abuse. Um, and eventually, like, what set her in is she was knocked unconscious by the shower head and then ingested water. I tell you why you tied her hair. Well, She couldn't bite it. Because that's, yeah. that's the only thing she... <clears throat> sorry. This is horrifying. That's the only know. thing she had left. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then this is just, to, like, to conclude, to just, like, let it set in, is her blood was found in every single room on every single furniture, on every single wall in the house. So it was a literal blood bath. Oh my God. What if like... Like how does one even have that much blood? What if she... What if he took out... Like I want to know the sequence. What if he took out her eyes and she's running around? I know. And just like running into stuff and like... Because she's trying to get away and then he's like, well now I have to break your fucking kneecaps. Yeah, and then your hands too because you're trying to like... Yeah. How is this even real? <laughs> it's literally a horror film. Um, so after the police got a good look at her and examined, they were like, dude, you're literally going to say she just drowned. Um, and so Dave basically said, well, I didn't do anything that she didn't want me to do. Stop. He told police that it was a fetish that this young girl loved okay. to be hurt. She loved to be tortured. And he claimed that Kellyanne would taunt him and make him sad about his dead mother and that um, she wanted him to hurt her so that... Oh, she would hurt herself to make him look bad. Okay. Right. She just gouged her eyes out to make you look bad. Um, and he also claimed that Kellyanne would beg him and dare him to do all of those things to her. So he did what his girlfriend wanted him to do. You remember that conversation we had earlier? Yeah. Okay. 
her poor father was the one that had to ID his poor baby girl's body. Um, his father said people call him an animal, but animals do not do that to one another. He is a very, very evil man. I think about how much pain she must have been in, how she thought we must have not loved her because we did not save her. When in reality, I mean, we all know that they were trying on the back end. They were just she... trying to do it in a soft way. Right. Um, so Peter Openshaw was the prosecutor on this case, okay. and he said, quote, it was, if he, it was as if he deliberately disfigured her, causing her the utmost pain. The injuries were not the result of one sudden eruption of violence. It must have been caused over a long period of time. They were so extensive and so terrible that the defendant must have deliberately and systematically tortured the girl. The cause of death was drowning immediately prior to which she had been beaten upside the head with a shower head. Her death must have been a merciful end to her torment. So Dave went on his trial, and again, he denied any wrongdoing, okay. and he actually blamed Kelly again and said, she put me through hell winding me up, quote. That's Basically, absurd. he said she just pissed him off so much that he just had to do it. Um, again, Dave had no criminal record, no documented evidence of violence against women, but luckily at this trial, two women did come forward to testify against Smith. Okay. It was the two women okay, from I was earlier. Ask. Okay. Um, and only after one hour of deliberation, he was found guilty and received a 20-year minimum sentence. The judge said, you are an abuser of women, and I intend so far as it is in my power that you will abuse no more. Okay. So the first time, and this is like very telling of how bad this was, but for the first time, every juror was offered counseling after the trial because they had to see all the pictures. They had to see all the evidence. They had to go through all the testimonies. Right. And every single juror accepted the counseling, every single one. And they jumped on it quick. Um, so the jury at Manchester Crown Court took one hour to find 48-year-old Smith guilty of Bates's murder and sentenced him to life in prison without parole. Okay. Hopefully that's what it means. Right. So... Um, Sadly, though, Margaret Bates, um, the mother, she recently passed away the day before Christmas at 65 years old. Margaret um, was battling uh, breast cancer twice and had radiotherapy treatment earlier this year, which is last year, um, she, which diminished her immune system completely. Stop. And after suffering from asthma, she died in the hospital on December 17 uh, due to respiratory failure. Her family said um, she leaves behind um, her husband, Tommy, and their two sons. Tommy Bates, who's now 71 and still living, said she didn't have any immunity with the radiotherapy. Anything that she got, any virus that got around, she got. Um, she was always saying, well, this is okay. I just want to get back to my Kelly as quickly as possible. Um, but it was confirmed that they did not have COVID-19. Um, she just had like an asthma attack, but again, every virus that she, that was going around, she would get up. So it was just completely radio deterring. therapy. Is that radiation? I don't know. I think so. That's what my mom is starting next week. Oh my gosh. Well, maybe I should have left that out. No, oh, I'm just like... <laughs> so. Um, and another, so another the cool thing. So she actually worked at a like a little convenience store. Um, oh. Margaret before okay. she passed okay. but the convenience store was right next to their old house because they completely bulldozed that house down like they just wanted to get out of that house because it just felt eerie to them okay and um 
but afterwards she said it kind of gave her a good feeling because it was kind of like a fresh slate and that's where she could then remember kelly as a little girl but her checkout where she would check out people like in the checkout line overlooked her old house and she said she felt like kelly's spirit was there so then she looked forward to going to work because every time she looked out the window by her checkout she would be like i feel like kelly's right there with me like at work which i was like that's kind of freaking cool that's really Um, sweet but uh, this isn't like a good ending but like now that she's dead and kelly's obviously dead like we can hope that they're you know together again yeah and pain free pain free oh right for both of them yeah for both of them and then the and luckily the the father's still alive and he still has his two sons but um i mean they just took a huge toll out of them like I mean, stress and because they depression. always are going to all have of su- that can take your immunity. Not survivor's guilt, but like they always are probably left thinking like I could have done more. Like what could I? What could I have done? Differently? They were trying to save the relationship with their teenage daughter. Right. They had two sons. Daughters are different. And I'm sure they thought she's going to grow out of it. She's you know she's smart. She made great grades. She's gonna. This is just a phase, but unfortunately, it was taken too far. So. Oh. If you know anybody that's experiencing anything like this, please report it. Um, yeah, you don't have to ask permission. You no. can do it anonymously. Right. And I've had to and, do it before. And they'll go and do a wellness check. Yep. Um, because, like, these four girls in here that this happened to, none of them reported it. And, look, if those two earlier girls or the three earlier girls would have reported it, maybe this wouldn't have happened to Kelly. Not to blame them, of course. No, but like, because we don't know. I've never been in a, like, physically abusive relationship, so I wouldn't know what that would Right. If, what is the saying? If you see something, say something. Yeah. Yeah. Apologize. And even later. if um, even if it's not true, it's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah, nothing bad is gonna happen right. to you. Right, and if they're you're not gonna wrong. be like, oh, that's you know, we did a wellness check, and that's not the case at all. No one's gonna be mad. They would probably rather do more wellness checks than none at all, <laughs> right? Right. So, all right, well, that was a tough one, but wow, given light. You her. might have to do a wellness check on me to make sure I can go to sleep tonight. Because <laughs> was... your stomach hurts? Yeah, my stomach does hurt. It's that damn cold medicine. <laughs> I do not have COVID. I've taken two tests this week. I don't have it. She's but... just a little shitty kitty. By the time you see this, it's going to be the weekend. Woo! Are they going to see it? <sighs> By the I'm time sorry. you listen. They can see it. Okay. But I hope it painted a good visual for them. Well, I want to see what... Fucking Dave. Yes. And I'm going to post them name? on the Instagram. So Misery Manor Podcast to look at all these photos. James Patterson. James Patterson or Dave Smith. All right, guys. Good night. Have a great weekend. Party it up. And don't forget to leave your manners at the door. Okay? Bye. <laughs> Bye.